You're listening to the Elevate Podcast, the official podcast of the Coastal LA Singles Ministry, where our focus is reaching up, reaching in, and reaching out. Good evening, singles. Good evening. Um, I'm really grateful to be here. I'm really grateful to be speaking to you guys tonight. Um, as you, some of you guys know, I'm really new to the singles. Um, I was in the campus ministry in Long Beach for like five years. And then recently I got hired full-time in the ministry to be in the campus, I mean, to be in the singles and teen ministry. And so um, now I'm here. But when Steve said, what, do you got, if you, what is going on on June 4th, I was like, there's only one thing going on, on June 4th to me. I love special missions, but I'm getting married on June 4th, okay? And so, and so, I was like, June 4th is like seared on my brain right now. Like, I know what's going on June 4th. But uh, it's going to be up long after special missions happens in my church, so amen to that. But um, I'm really excited to be able to be preaching out of this book, uh, The Prideful Soul's Guide to Humility. And um, this is actually my second go-around in the book. Um, my, my first go-around was last year, and it's actually a pretty funny story. Um, basically what happened is that I, I walked into a staff meeting, and then um, what had happened before that is that the staff meeting was at Steve Marici's house. And I asked Steve for his address. I said, Steve, what's the address to your house? And then I didn't get anything. And so I just get, got on my phone, went through my emails, found his address. And I show up at his house, and he's like, dude, how come you didn't let me know that you got the address I sent you? And for some reason, I still don't understand why I did this to this day. And Steve's laughing. But I said, because you didn't send it to me, you liar. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I did that. I just, like, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I was irritated that I didn't get this text. And I just, like, I went to the biggest guy in the room. I just said, it's your fault. Okay, and then it was... And it was one of those moments where you, like, instantly regret it. You know what I mean? Like, instantly, like, I'm a pretty big dude. I'm, I'm not afraid of most people, but I'm very afraid of Steve Marici. You know what I mean? I'm very afraid of that man. And so the whole world stops for a second. He said, what, what did you say to me? I was like, oh, no. What I said, I was like, I, I, I said, uh, you liar. That's what I said. And he was like, and he takes out his phone, his big old blue phone, and he's like, listen, I sent you this text. You should probably make sure someone's lying before you call them a liar. And I was like, amen, whatever, hey, we're all good here, no harm, no foul. So it's, like, so it's like time to pray for the staff meeting. Steve's like, hey, before we pray, I have an announcement to make. Um, you know, so a brother walked into staff this morning. There's like 15 of us, and there's only, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious who it was. Everyone was listening. But he's like, a brother walked into staff this morning. His name has two initials. I don't want to put him on the spot, though, so I won't tell you who it was. But his name has two initials. And this brother comes to me and calls me a liar. Okay, this was an issue, and I'm just sitting there, like, melting. You know what I mean? Like, in my seat. He's like, you know, it's a problem because this brother, first of all, I wasn't lying. Second of all, this brother could be my son. He's so, he's so much younger than me. I don't know why he did this. And, and third of all, I hope this brother isn't out there talking to people like that. And so because of this staff, I think we all need to pick up this book, Prideful Souls, Guide to Humility, because we need to work on our pride. And if you want to thank someone, you can thank that brother whose name I will not share with you. I was like, and then he, and then he goes, oh yeah, DK, you want to go ahead and pray for us for this staff meeting? <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. And so I, I definitely read this book, you know, and I'm, and, and I'm going through it again. 
with all the highlights, you know, it's making it a little bit easier for me to preach. But um, th- th- that was my first welcome to this book. And, and last week, young Stephen talked about um, the need for humility, right? And he talked about the problem with pride. And today, uh, the, the chapters I'm going to go over are humility of Jesus and humility on the cross. Basically, we're going to look into the Bible today and talk about Jesus and imitating his example of humility. So if you guys would turn with me to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. I should probably say thank you, Steve, for, for giving me a head start in this book. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> But in Matthew chapter 28, I'm sorry, Matthew verse, ch- chapter 11, verse 28 and 29, says, come to, me, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. See, in this passage, Jesus calls us to learn from him, right? There, there's not too many people who I know who can say, learn from me because of my humility. I am absolutely humble and absolutely gentle. You need to learn from me. But Jesus makes that claim in this verse. I want to ask you guys, um, how does Jesus, throughout the Bible, throughout the scriptures, show his humility? What has Jesus done in, in, in his day to show that he is a humble man? Serving, right? He had a great heart to serve. Anyone else? What was humble about Jesus? He washed people's feet. That's huge. Steve? Absolutely. Hand in the back. Right. And I really like that because I really wanted to focus on a couple of aspects of humility. And I think one of those aspects is that Jesus was completely dependent on God. Completely dependent on God. I think you guys would turn with me to the book of John, chapter 5. I, w- I want to read a couple of scriptures just illustrating just how dependent Jesus was on God and just how much he felt that he needed God to do everything that he did. In John, chapter 5, verse 30, it reads, By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear. And my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Can you imagine Jesus saying that by myself, though I'm the son of God, though in Philippians it says that I am in very nature equal to God, I can do nothing. John chapter 6 verse 38 says, for I have come down to heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Basically saying, look, when I came down to earth, I threw away my agenda. I don't have an agenda of my own anymore, but I came only to do what God has sent me to do. In John chapter 12, verse 49 and 50, Jesus says, For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. You know, if I didn't know any better, I I would think that Jesus was a little weak. You know, what, this guy, he's so powerful, he's so strong, he did so much, yet he's basically saying that he's on earth taking orders from God, doing exactly what God wants him to do, absolutely dependent on God. 
And if you read about Jesus, you know that he's a powerful man. So what gives? What gives is that Jesus believed that strength comes from being humble. And strength comes from being dependent on God. Like I said, as great as Jesus was, he absolutely humbled himself to God and was obedient to him. In fact, um, the book mentions that one manifestation of pride is the attitude of self-sufficiency. One way that that pride kind of manifests itself and shows itself in our lives is that we start to believe that, that we can do things without God or that we don't need God for this one. We don't need anybody's help for this one and that we just got this and that everything we do, we just got this. And so I'm going to ask you guys a question that I asked myself. It was a few months ago. I don't know why I thought this, but um, I I was thinking to myself, man, I I wonder where my life would be without God. Where would my life be? And and like I said, you guys guys are going to learn that I have these moments of just complete and utter pride, right? You saw saw the one with Steve. And so in my thoughts on this day, I was thinking, you know what? My life would clearly be worse, but I don't think it'd be that bad. I don't think so. I mean, I wouldn't be a criminal. I wasn't a criminal before, right? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'd be all right, you know? Like I said, I wouldn't have you guys. I wouldn't, yeah, but I, I think I'd be good. And, and I thought this. And then it was interesting because the next month or so, um, I was in a Bible study, and the guy was having a hard time writing a sin letter. So I was like, you know what, let me go home, let me get my sin letter, and next time we can get together and, and I'll show you how it's done, I'll just read it to you. And, and there's nothing like your sin letter to, to help remind you where you were before God, you know, to help r- remind you of, of what was actually going on. So I was reading my sin letter, and I started thinking, you know what, I remember when I was younger, I remember before God that I lied about everything. I remember that I used to get confused as to what was the truth and what was a lie sometimes. You know, like you've told a certain lie so many. Like I used to tell people, man, I was born in Nigeria. I was just there all the time. I don't know why I said this. You know, there was no, there, there was no advantage to being born in Nigeria. Nothing. I have, it was ridiculous. But I would just say that, right? And if you asked me a question and I didn't think too hard about the answer, I would just tell you what you wanted to hear on the spot with lie. Wouldn't even think about it. I was a constant liar. Um, I had hatred. I, I hated my parents growing up. I felt that they had taken away my freedom. I felt that I, I hated a lot of people in my life. I, I had this deep hatred, and I remember thinking, like, a lot of the reason why I wanted to do well in school and succeed was so that I could get away from them, so they could leave me alone, so I could finally be my own person. And there was this deep-seated hatred in my heart. Um, I, I remember being really lazy. I remember thinking, I would be such a better student. I'd be such a better football player. I'd be such a better everything if I just try my best, if I just would try and, and, and I wouldn't give up on everything so soon. And, and reading it, I, I remember it was so funny. Many years ago, I was in school, and I used to cheat in school all the time. I just had no confidence in my ability to, do, uh, to, to be smart and get, and get stuff right, so I would cheat. And so me and my friend right, planned this thing where we would keep the answers on the floor, cover it with the backpack, and we, and we would cheat. We would look, lift up the backpack when the teacher wasn't looking. We'd copy the answers. And this worked for months. And then one day, I think I made a mistake or something, and then she, she, she turned around and saw me cheating, right? And, and she's like, you, come here. And so I got in trouble. I got, I got suspended from school. And I had to have a meeting with her after being suspended for a few days. And we sat down, and, and she said, you know what, DK? The reason why I'm so disappointed in you is because what I see is that you could be a great leader if you really put your mind to it. 
You have, you have all the natural juice. You have the skills. You could do it, but instead you, you have chosen to follow God. Because she knew that me and my friend were in it together, but she didn't catch him. She caught me. She said, but, but I know that you are following these guys who, who are going to lead you nowhere. And so she said, look, I bought this book for you. I bought it, and I want you to have it, and I want you to read I forgot the name of the book, but it was a leadership book. She said, I want you to read this book, and, and I want you to think about how you can really sharpen yourself and, and become a great leader. And she, and she did this for me. And I took the book. I didn't read it for like a month. And then Father's Day came around. I just gave it to my dad for, for my birthday. I mean, for, for his, for, for Father's Day, I mean, I gave it to my dad. And then I got kicked out of school like, like that same summer. I just got kicked out, and I, and I had to go to Wilson High School. And that was that, right? And, and that was kind of my life without God, right? My life without God was, was nothing good, right? It was a lot of bad. But, but my point in telling that story is that I believe that sometimes we can forget how much we need God. I think that, that we can honestly trick ourselves and say, it, it wasn't even that bad. You know, uh, I think I was happier, as a matter of fact. I was more free. You know, I didn't have to come to mid. Man, my life was better without God, as a matter of fact. And we can trick ourselves, and we can forget, right? And if you forgot, if you said that to yourself recently the way I did, crack open that sin letter. Read it a little bit. Get a reminder of how it was without God because the spirit of humility says I am nothing without God. I need God to do everything. I can't even speak on my own. I need God to tell me what to say. Man, nothing I do is, is on my own accord, but it's with God. I think we have to realize our tremendous need for God. If you guys open your books to page 32, there's a line in there that I really like. It's in the very last paragraph of page 32. And it says, I'll just go ahead. It says, pride does not ask for or like to ask for help. Whether the goal is to have a better family, a better marriage, to be better in the workplace, to have better relationships, or to be more effective evangelistically, pride guts it out and works it out in that singular arena totally dependent on self. Pride is in total contrast to Jesus. Jesus is humble in heart and sees his need for God. He did nothing and said nothing apart from his dependence on God. As a result, Jesus was not weary or burdened with life. And so with that, I want to ask you guys a question. Why is it so hard to, to humble out and ask for help? Why is that such a difficult thing to do? Anyone? Any takers? Right? Okay. Image. Right? Anyone else? They don't like to be wrong. Right? Okay. Societal influences. Right? Okay. You just don't want to bother anybody? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Donna. Okay. 
I'll go Andre in the corner for the last one. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And that's, and that's, thank you guys all for answering. Um, yeah, I think for, for me, something that I'm learning in my premarital counseling that I'm doing, and it's just been a rough time. But I was sharing with Fernando the other day. This has been really rough for me, this whole marriage thing, because I feel like I'm wired independently, you know, like just exactly what Andrea just shared. I'm wired to just figure things out myself. I'm wired to, to kind of like even, even what Donna was sharing. It feels so against my nature to consider somebody else all the time. You know, it, it almost feels like, ah, but I want to do this. Like, and even if you think about how you envisioned your life, you probably envisioned your life with somebody else. But, you, but it was all just your life, though. You know, like, I want to go to Italy. You know what I mean? I want to be in Italy. I want to go do this. I want to go here. I want And you didn't really think, like, oh, what if that person hates Italy or something? I don't know. It, it's my dream. You know what I'm saying? That, that is how we think of our life. And so when someone else is actually sitting there and they're, like, saying that they want to do the opposite stuff, you're like, oh, no. What has happened? This isn't how I planned my life to go. And, and I think even for me, I think that's just the, the hard part about me in my interactions with people is when it goes against my expectations, right? When, when it goes against how I envision things, when, it, when oh, I have to ask for help, but they're going to think this of me. I don't want them to think this of me, so I'm good. I'll just, I'll just wing it. I'll just figure it out. And, and so many times it leads me into these situations, the, these unfortunate situations in, in my premarital counseling. It leads to friction, right? It leads to so... It, it leads to so much negativity when you aren't willing to ask for help, when you're not willing to consider somebody else, when you're not willing to be humble in that way. And so I want to encourage us with this idea that Jesus was willing to be totally dependent, not just to God, but even to his disciples, even to other people, even to serve people day and night. Jesus made himself a part of people's lives, and he humbled himself to God. And I think that that's just very, very incredible. Um, I want to turn to Philippians chapter 2 because we're going to see the extent of Jesus' humility, right? The extent. What was the, the, the logical conclusion of Jesus' humility and, and obedience to God? So if you guys would turn with me to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. It reads, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And so this scripture, it says that Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient. Um, I think in, in our society, um, obedience or even just that word obey is kind of like taboo. Right? It's kind of become a bad word. Um, I think obey is associated with, with people who are, who are very weak-willed. Right? Obey is associated with people who can't think for themselves. I think nowadays we want to be like type A personality, right? We want to be opinionated. We want to be leaders. We uh, want to be the top dog. We, we want to know and we want to portray to people that we know and that we, and that we think and that we're smart and that we can make decisions on our own. 
right? And we don't want to portray in any way, I need you, or I need help, or, okay, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and actually obey you. And I think I want to ask you guys, how, how are we doing in our obedience, right? How is that going for us in that word, in that taboo word, obey? I think certain situations, it's easy for me to, to obey when the person, like, agrees with me anyway. When the person's idea, the person who's, who, who, who's, like, having the idea is, like, exactly what I want, I'm like, man, I'm going to be humble today. I'm going to obey that guy because he has a great idea. You know what I mean? And it's so easy to, to go there. And then all of a sudden when that person, like, turns on you and disagrees, you're like, they shouldn't even be leading me. What is this? Who, what, how did this happen? You know, it, it, it's so funny. Um, I was thinking about this, and, and, and one of the most humble men that I ever knew was, was the late Kevin Maines. Um, one of the most humble men that, I, that I've ever come across. Um, w- one time, Kevin Maines asked me, um, he asked a bunch of us, hey, so I'm, I'm new to Long Beach. I'm just leading the campus ministry in the interim. Um, what can I do to, to just lead better? And he asked everybody. And, and once again, another Steve moment, I just said in my pride, like, I don't know you. I kind of don't even like you. You're my leader, but I don't even know you. Like, that's what I said to him. And he was like, why do you say that? I'm like, well, I I just feel like you haven't taken the time to get to know me. And so I don't really feel like I want to follow you. Now, everybody looking at that can see that I was just being prideful. And I was just like, exhibit, exhibit C. Something about me and leaders, right? (laughs) Like, it's just, it it doesn't go well for me. And so Kevin, he didn't tell me this, but, but that Sunday, he, he goes to his church and, and he preaches to his church, you know what, a 19-year-old kid told me this this weekend, and he was right. I need to grow in my friendship with people. I need to be humble. I need to get to know people better. I can't come in and just take things over. And, and he said that he didn't even tell me. Somebody in his church walked up to me and said, hey, dude, um, I, I heard that it was you who said that. And, um, <laughs> amen, he, he didn't use my name, but I guess somebody found out. And, and, he, and he said, man, you know, Kevin just preached a lesson this Sunday about needing to grow in what you said. And I was like, man. And Kevin used to always say that line to me. It doesn't matter if you are only 5% wrong. You focus on that 5% and you draw it out and, and, and you see what God's trying to tell you. They could say it the wrong way completely. But a humble man's always trying to learn. And a humble man's always trying to grow. And, and, and Kevin would tell me that. There was another time with Kevin where where he told me to do something, and I just didn't agree. I was like, dude, this is not right. And so, like, I, I met up with him afterwards. I was like, Kevin, this is what you said. This is what you did, and it wasn't right. And, and he said, hold on, DK, calm down. Let's, let's, let's just talk about this. And he, and he said, turn your Bible to Psalm uh, 50 or something like that. And I'm like, okay. He's like, go to verse 6. And he didn't even open his Bible. He just, like, quoted, he was just reading it. He just told me to do it. I'm like, okay. He said, read it. I said, okay, well, it says that neither from the east or the west does just man lift up. It's just all about God. And he, and, and, and he said, you know, DK, if God wants me to leave my position, he will take me away. But until then, you need to obey. He said, if, if I'm being a bad leader as you're claiming, God will do something about it. But your only job is to obey. And I was like, dang, this is, this is powerful stuff. <laughs> you know, and so Kevin, I, I always I told Kevin all the time, I was like, Kevin, man, you... You have taught me so much about humility. You know, if I ever talk about humility, i got to talk about you because you taught me so much about what it means to be humble, both by what you've told me and by your example. And the same way, I think that sometimes we can, we can selectively obey, right? Selectively be humble. 
when that person says what we want to hear, we are humble as can be. But as soon as they disagree with us, we just lose our humility. We lose our desire to be obedient. We lose everything that is in the scriptures right here. And I want to tell you the same thing that Kevin told me, that our job on this earth is to obey God and to obey the people that God has put in our lives. That is our only job. Let, let, let God deal with everything else in this situation. But our job is to obey. And, and the scripture says that Jesus obeyed, right, not only when it was convenient, not to a certain point, not until it hurt him, but he, he obeyed even to death. And not just any death, but to death on a cross. That was how far Jesus took his obedience, Right? He took it all the way to death on a cross. And I was looking into the cross, and, and I learned that the cross wasn't just like a painful death, although it was a painful death. The cross was a way of, of, of humiliating you. The cross was a way of saying, whatever this guy did who's hanging on this cross, you should not do it because you'll suffer the same fate. It was a public, embarrassing death. You're hanging basically naked on a cross, struggling to breathe, bleeding, you know, crown the whole thing. It was completely embarrassing. And, and the Bible says that Jesus was obedient even to suffering the most embarrassing death of all, right? He didn't suffer the, the like, action movie death, right, where it's, like, you know, flying around, bullets, last words. He suffered an embarrassing, cruel, harsh death. And he did it because he was obedient. He, he did it because he was humble. He did it because he didn't think that the way that he felt like doing it was the right way. He, he obeyed God even to death on a cross. You know, humility is willing to go the distance. It doesn't matter how you look. Pride is always trying to protect its image, though. Pride is always trying to protect how it looks. Pride's always trying to manipulate how everyone else thinks about you. Pride only puts its best foot forward. It leaves its, its worst foot far behind so you don't see it. That is the nature of pride. You know, I, I was thinking about that, and I was like, man, what, in, in what ways have I, have I put my, my like, best foot forward? You know, the singles are new to me, right? I'm, I'm new, so of course I want people to like me. I don't want you to think, look at me and say, oh, he's lame. What is, who is this guy, right? I want you to like me. That's just human nature, right? You go into a group, you don't, nobody wants to be disliked. You know, it's just, it's just how it goes. And I, I thought, man, you know what? Like, I want you to like me, but what I don't want you to know is sometimes I struggle to be confident. Sometimes I struggle to, to confidently, especially with people that are older than me, it can be a struggle for me to, to boldly say what I got to say and do what I got to do. Sometimes I just want to kind of cower behind and, and kind of let things go. That's my temptation. I don't want people to know that. I want people to think I'm bold all the time, but I'm not, you know? Sometimes, sometimes I struggle to even get up and read my Bible some mornings, right? Sometimes I just don't do it. I just blow it off, right? I don't want you guys to know that. I want you guys to think that I'm just like the most spiritual thing out there, right? But I'm not, you know what I mean? I struggle. Sometimes I, I, I struggle with just being, like, how, how do I phrase this? It's kind of weird. Um, I think I struggle with, with wanting things my way, right? Even, like I said, the whole marriage thing has has bursted this open and has showed me the truth, right? I just struggle with wanting things my way, and I can be critical. Even if I don't voice it to you, I can be critical if you don't want to do it my way, right? If you're not going to say it or do it my way. I don't want you. I want you to think that I'm just a good soldier, right? That I'm just 
you know, man, DK's so humble, but, but I'm not, you know? And I think in my pride, I think I want all of you to have a certain image of me. And so what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I will manipulate what I do and what I say and how I say it so that you guys can think of me the way I want you to think of me, right? But, but it, what's so interesting is that people connect a lot more when you're humble, right? People collect, connect a lot more. No one even likes people who are perfect, right? It's just, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Unless you're Jesus Christ and you are humble and perfect, right? But that's, I haven't met anybody who is uh, completely either, right? And so it's so much easier for me to boast and to tell you all the cool things that are happening. To tell you all the, man, I, I, I was in this Bible study. Let me tell you about this Bible study I was in. I convicted him. I did it. Man, I'm going to go. Oh, man, I'm just, I am doing well, guys. I, that's what I want you guys to think. But I think that we have to be aware. And, and one thing that I was thinking, I, I was fearing that, man, what if I get to a place where, where I can't even tell the truth anymore because I'm so conscious of my reputation. I'm so conscious of what people think of me. What if I get to a place where I'm just always kind of living in the shadows? I'm always evasive, right? And trying to, trying to you know, duck and dodge it, right? And, and that is where we can get if we don't strive to be humble, if we don't strive to put our worst foot forward, right? If we don't strive to let people see us as we are, because you can't help anybody if they don't know where you are. Right? You can't, uh, someone used to tell me that when you uh, type into the GPS, nowadays it's, it's like a lot more advanced, but you have to put where you're at if you want to go somewhere. Right? No one can like just track you and say, hey, come right here. They have to know where you're currently located for you to go where you want to go. And in the same way, you can't get help, you can't connect to God unless people know where you're at. Unless people can see your worst foot and you actually put it forward. So I want to encourage us right, to have the same humility as Jesus, being willing to be embarrassed for the sake of being close to God, being willing to die even on a cross for the sake of being obedient, to be willing to obey at all. And so in conclusion, I want to call us to imitate the attitude of Jesus and to follow him and in his humility, to be willing to be completely dependent on God, even if it hurts, even if it takes all the glory away from you, to be willing to be completely dependent on God, and also to be willing to sacrifice our image and to be real with one another. One, one brother who I feel like I've really learned this from is, is Stephen Marici. I mean, Stephen will tell you whatever's going on. He'll just tell you. And it's almost like he doesn't really care what you're thinking in your mind. He'll, he doesn't even seem embarrassed. He just says it. And it makes me feel like, you know what? I'm struggling too, actually. You, you would have never guessed. <laughs> I'm struggling the same thing. You know, another brother, Stephen Palacio, same way. The guy calls me every morning and makes me feel super unspiritual because he's like, hey, I was just calling you because I wanted to pray with you. I'm like, sure, go ahead. And when he prays, he just prays about me the whole time. Prays about everything I told him last time he called me. And I'm like, how do you remember that? Why are you doing like, but, but literally just this idea of being willing, and, and he'll confess his sin. He'll talk about what he's going through. And there's something about being named Stephen in Greater Long Beach, right? It just makes you a humble dude. But, but that's just the idea, though, of, man, I, I'm not going to put forth an image. I'm going to be real because that way you can connect and you can help me. And so I want to encourage us, like I said, to, be, to strive to be dependent on God, 
but also strive to be willing to sacrifice the image and to be real with, with one another. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for letting me speak tonight. That's it. You've just listened to the Elevate Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit elevatecoastal.com.